There you go. Now we're hot. Now we're hot. Is the light on? We've, we've always been hot. They should put a note on the light over here where it's like if it's on or off. Yeah, they should put two light bulbs. Uh, it's not on. The on-air one? Yeah. Uh, it's not on. The Click. little light outside? Yeah, it's not on. Click it. You got a big stick? Click it. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, unfortunately. Sick. The podcast is not recording until we press the on-air button. I want a direct cable link up with that switch yeah. and then the on button for that camera. Oh, dude. Oh. That would be so fucking funny. Just like, <laughs> all right. <roll> <laughs> dude, that would be so good. You know what they need? They need to soundproof this room. They, they, they do need to soundproof it. Put some fucking uh, black foam board up. Foam board? Oh, dude, it'd be so hot in here. Yeah, dude, it would a be insane. little heat box. A little heat box. Yuck. But they just, they just, you know, they just put a little, <laughs> just give us a black foam board and a box with a bunch of ice. Just yeah, just a big ice block once a week. Yeah. <laughs> they just lay it in a, like a big metal tray. Like, that, was cool. that was cool. Mom. Like house of the Salt Lake, we just approach it, just like lay in it. You ever licked a uh, Salt Lake? I have not. Like a cow Salt Lake? Yeah. Have you done that? Yes. Are you okay? Yeah. I, I mean. F- I feel like that would be. I mean, I'm about probably the most unhinged person you've ever met, but yeah. It's probably on. covered in disease. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, well, I got I got you it. Pr- you got the first lick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Did it taste good? Dude, because um, cause we raise cattle back home, right? Yeah, do you? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, awesome. dude. You, you never had a, a fresh piece of meat. Like, off, like, like you off never watch a cow grow up, yeah. and then you just eat it. Yeah, that's that's uh, a lot of emotional processing that I don't know. Well, I didn't really watch it grow up. I yeah. mean, I didn't raise it. I mean, I probably bottle fed one of them. Yeah. But. That's the best thing you've ever had in but your life. But, yeah. God, yeah. you Something you raised yourself. Yeah. Rewarding. At uh, mo- actually, the most rewarding meat I ever had was the the deer that I shot. That was oh, like, is that the one that you made the venison yeah. jerky out of? That venison oh, jerky was dude. fucking lit. There's nothing more rewarding than like tracking something down for days and then setting up, <laughs> waiting in the freezing cold at, for hours, and then to as soon as you pull that trigger and watch it drop. Yeah, this is probably scarring for most people. Yeah, that's true. But there's like immense like release, <laughs> and then it's just. You're just you just have the biggest grin on your face because like all the tension, man. All all this massive tension, all the waiting, and it's just it just you won, you won the game, (laughs) and then you You won the duel, and then you fry it up, and then you're like, it's more satisfying than you can ever imagine. Fuck yeah, that sounds delicious. So how was the salt lick? Salt lick was uh salty. It was not because like for years we had just would drop the big this big salt lick, and like the cows would just go ham with that thing. And you just like, man, that looks kind of <laughs> <laughs> like I could just get a get a piece of that actually. Uh, not as good as what I like. You hype it up in your mind, and it's never as good as what you no, think what it's, it's gonna be. Pure, fucking but it's one of those salt. like super tempting things. Yeah. Um, uh, what would you? I don't know how I would compl- compare it to other things. Like literally taking a mouthful of salt. And it, just, it's oh. like kind of like when you go to the edge of a mountain. Yeah. And you're like, what did I just jump? <laughs> the call of the void. Yeah, 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 like that. That's such a weird call. It's like, such a weird instinct that humans have. You, right. Like, oh, what the fuck? It's like uh, when you're like driving a car, which I don't think I've ever, I don't know if I've ever had that instinct of like just drive your, I think. I, ha- I have it all the time. I promise every time I'm in the road, I'm like, what if I just fucking. I, I think I've got it once when yeah. I was dri- when you drive over, like, cause there's lots of mountains from, uh, back home. Yeah. And there's one where it's literally, it's a left turn. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you just slightly go right, it's like 
probably like a hundred foot drop to the bottom. Oh god! And it's like directly straight down. It's like ninety degree cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's direct like that. So actually, there was a girl in high school. She actually drove off of it. She survived too. Oh god! How? Yeah, I guess she just was dark and she didn't see and she just drove straight. No, how did she survive? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, is she was she paralyzed? Is something no, no, perfectly fine. What as far as I know, as if I remember correctly. What a fucking miracle of a. Right, because yeah. it, dude, it, like you just like every time you drove across it, you're like, I would die. No, I would no, die. And I think people have died on it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of shit that we should put like a wall, <laughs> like right at that curve. Yeah, <laughs> just like a it's just a railing. It's just a metal railing. It, it really, yeah. if you're going fast enough, you're not paying. If you didn't live there yeah. and you're driving down this two lane road and you just did not know that like this was this sharp, this super sharp turn uh, left turn too. Like, it's like this. Like, <laughs> you have to be going like 10 miles to do it. Goddamn. So if you're going like 50 or 40 or something. You're zooming out. You're going straight. And I'm sure if you went fast enough, you're, you're, you're going to die. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Terrifying. See, the thing that I get in the car is like when I'm driving and I see like a big truck, like a big semi. Yeah. Just, it's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember when I was a kid, my cousin in the car, she would start crying if we got near a semi. She, Dude, I don't blame no, her. She's not driving or anything. She's in the she's passenger side. But it's just like this tall vehicle of just death yeah. right next to you. She would just start freaking out. I've been almost hit by three semis. Really? Almost hit by three fucking semis. I almost get hit by three semis every day driving. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. I stay away from them. I see them on the road and I'm like, I'm going... I'm letting you go through. Do your thing. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I'm done. I'm done driving <laughs> for the day. They're so awful. One time I was sandwiched between three of them. I was like one here and then two next. That's to like me. The, that's like some stuff where you start seeing like they start closing in on you yeah. and you just die. That's some Mission Impossible shit. <laughs> right. Like, nope. Hated it. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the Drunken Ship Podcast. You noticed I didn't do it. You didn't do the theme song. Yeah, right? I didn't. Yeah. Are we gonna do it right there? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Not? Theme song. <laughs> actually, actually, let's say it on three. Ready? Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. Two, three. Theme, theme song. Did you change it? No. I watched it the other day and it was like saturated as hell. I was like, what, what's it going for? Is RT? Oh, that oh. may have been a mistake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I may have double graded it. No. That, oh, that maybe that's probably what it was. Yeah. yeah okay. So I, I graded all my clips and then, and then that, would, that one was in there, but I forget that that one's already graded. Is it? Oh, I see. And you didn't, yeah. you just over, okay. Just like added my grade on top of that grade. So. <laughs> Oops. I was like, did he, when did he change it? Like, right. <laughs> that, it that, that it looked horrible, I'm sure. It, not like, no, it kind of just looks like a little, fl- like you were trying to go for something. Right. Not necessarily awful, but it's just, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. So sure, probably we, shouldn't have even said anything on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> before we go on with uh, the topic of today, which by the way, we're going to talk about uh, Sony buying Bungie and then like kind of what that means for the industry. Is that what we're talking about? So I should have pulled up the document. Where where is your computer? Yeah, over there. Oh, okay, I forgot to get it. Set up. 
Uh, so yeah, we're talking about, obviously, uh, we're probably a week late the time this goes up, but, uh, Sony has bought and, or, or is acquiring actually, uh, Bungie for $3.6 billion. That's a shit ton of money. Yeah. That's a whole bunch of money. Yeah. It's not $70 billion, but it's more than we'll ever see in our lifetime. Three, 3.6 billion. billion. That's a lot. And that's, that's going to be like all of the deals now that are going to be happening. They're going to be in the million, in the billion dollar range. That's insane. Yeah. Unless they're like a very small studio. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Sony acquired Bungie, which is not what I thought was going to happen. Kind of definitely like a left field. No one expected to see that. Yeah. But I did. So, okay. So if you watched two weeks ago, we were, we were talking about how Microsoft just had bought out or acquired um, Activision. Well, okay, we should say that none of these deals have went 100% through. So the Microsoft deal with Activision, or no, not Activision, but Activ- or Blizzard. Oh, uh, yeah, Activision Blizzard, because uh, Blizzard owns Activision. Yeah, so it is, but it's oh, called Activision Blizzard. Or is it? So maybe, maybe Activision I think, owns it, well, it's, I think they acquire Blizzard, and then it's just Activision and everyone Came with that. underneath them. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh we should preference though that this is not none of these deals have actually went through. Mm-hmm. These are all like just in the works. So they they gotta they have to like draw up contracts and they have to do it's a you know like it takes a very very long time to do stuff like this. They could still fall through. They could still right. Fall through. They could just be like, I don't like this agreement. So because yeah. this this is like big boy stuff. This ain't no just some games journalism. You know, little you little, know, little, little platform, little it's platform, like, nothing like that. This is like. These are companies. Yeah. This I'm is put- like Google buying like YouTuber, like when that happened. Yeah, yeah. That's so this is, um, anything can follow through. Uh, this is probably going to be, I'm going to assume this next six to six months to a year. Yeah. Um, go through. But these years, these deals, you know, take years and years of like negotiating to get it just to this point. Right. And then it's another year or whatever. Six months to, to agree. like implement it and get everything correct, right? Because you're buying, you're essentially buying employees, your technology, you're doing legal fees, uh, the rights to stuff, yep. all of that stuff. So, a lot of the stuff, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to be going on, and that's why that uh, I kind of wanted to n- not name this episode, but I think I have a theory. Yeah, that this is. There is a secret war going on right now, yeah. and it's a studio war. Studio war. What the do you mean secret, by a studio secret war? studio war? So I, 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 <clears throat> we've heard of console wars. Yeah. What does a studio war mean? Studio wars. Uh, essentially, what we've been seeing is I think it's no uh, coincidence that after like two weeks after Microsoft or a week yeah. after Microsoft uh, buys up. Activision Blizzard or announces that they're they're going into partnership. Yeah, that they're going to go under Microsoft. Sony announces that they're acquiring Bungie. Right, which is but it's interesting because Microsoft bought a publisher, bought yeah. a whole publisher. Yes, and Blizzard with like a, as a development studio, but they bought a whole ass publisher. Sony is buying an independent studio. Right, uh, Bungie. So they're not necessarily on the same scale. No, well, not by no means. By no means. But, uh, you know, Bungie is responsible for some of the biggest franchises out there, like the original Halo developers, now Destiny. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, they still got a lot of, like, I guess, power for their IPs as a studio development. 
Do you think that this is actually in response to the Activision thing? Or do you think that this is more like it was happening already and we've just been, now we just published it? Because I, of think, the I think both. Thing? Okay. I think uh, what's been going on. So we're just we're now seeing the light of day for like a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Because obviously this takes a very long time to do, but let's say two three years ago. I mean, okay, let's go back. Uh, Microsoft was actually trying to acquire Bungie a, um, mm-hmm. a few years back, which they did have. I mean, they were. Yeah. They were like uh, Bungie was under Microsoft for Halo. Yeah, for a long but they time. were still independent. Yeah, uh, and then they tried to acquire them, and then they uh, ended up leaving. Yeah, um, and then they went on to make, I think, Destiny. Destiny was the first thing that they made after. Right, uh, after and, and then uh, was it Activision owned them? Right. I don't. I don't know. I, I believe it's Activision because um, now quote me or if I'm wrong. I, I might be wrong. And in the comments, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but. Yeah. Uh, the re- the whole reason that they had to make Destiny two is because I think Activision Activision it, wanted them to do it. Yeah, it was uh, they didn't they never wanted to make Destiny two. They actually because when they inv- revealed Destiny one, they had that that ten year roadmap that was going to be like one of the first console games to yeah yeah so to that be was a the, live uh, service because Destiny was like the original game as a service. Yeah, it was back in twenty fifteen, I believe. Yeah, that they wanted to start doing that and. Uh, Everyone's like crazy. Like that's ten years supporting a game. That's that's insane. Yeah. That's and crazy. then after like four years, uh, I think for they got they got a lot of uh, not backpedaling, but like they got pressured by the studio. Activision. To make, no. Activision. So before we even pull it, Activision made a serious offers, but the chance to work on Xbox, the chance to work with a company that took the game seriously before that. We were worried that we got bought out by someone who just wanted Mac boards or didn't have a clue. So this is from 2001 to 2007. And then from 2007 until now, uh, Microsoft and Bungie were working independently. Uh, but they, yeah, they've just been independent since they 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 stopped with uh, with Bungie, with Microsoft. Yeah. So they've, they've been an independent company, but they might have been publishing through... I think Activision. Through Activision. So, yeah, and then they got pressured from Activision yeah, to make Bungie, Destiny 2. Exactly. Bungie announced that it was entering a 10-year publishing agreement with the publisher Activision Blizzard. Because it makes no sense for them to be called Destiny 2. Yeah. And then, like, Des- they shouldn't, I, like, what, they could have called it anything else, like Destiny something. Like, Destiny was a beta, essentially, for, for the for the 10-year roadmap and Activision size. Yeah. And then the original Destiny. And then Destiny 2 was like where they actually started implementing all the road mapping that they wanted to do. It's, but they could have called it like Destiny Queen's Crown or something. You know, something, something different. Yeah. Just not Destiny 2 because now it's Destiny 2. And now they're, I think they're, they're actually going for the 10 year roadmap for this game. They've been, I think that they're close to it. They keep, so they keep releasing expansions and all that yeah. stuff. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um, so that that's kind of Bungie's story. They went from Microsoft to independent, but publishing through Activision. Yeah. And that's kind of where they've been at until Sony has bought them. I do want to make a side note here. I yeah. think it is kind of hilarious that Microsoft has now acquired Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. <laughs> and Sony now <laughs> owns the original publishers for Halo. The original developers for Halo. That's that is, crazy. It is so funny. Dude, I would... <laughs> So I love Halo as a franchise. Yeah. I but I would love if the Bungie guys came back up and they made a PS5 exclusive. That's like the Halo killer. So yeah. Uh, that's funny that you say that. They are currently uh, so Bungie right now. They're currently working on Destiny Two. You know, making expansions. Mm-hmm. That ten year roadmap. 
but they are also working on a new IP. Okay. And Do we know what the new IP is? We don't. Okay. Um, so my question for that is, is this game going to be a Sony exclusive or is it going to be a multi-plat? Uh, multi-platform? So this is, they are going to be, so after the deal closes, Bungie will still be an independent, an independent subsidiary. Yeah, subsidiary. So they'll still, but they'll be, I think pretty much what that means is like, and this is pretty much what, um, a lot of with the Microsoft stuff too, like mm-hmm. a lot of the Activision Blizzard, they may, if they release on multi-platforms, mm-hmm. they are getting a cut of those yeah. Sony or Xbox uh, or Nintendo, whatever. They're getting a cut of those prices. And really, that's what we're going to see in the future. I don't think a lot of this stuff is not going to be... Ex- so, I mean, obviously, it, so I think what's going to happen is if whenever they want to push the console, if they were like, we need to move consoles. Yeah, they're going to push an exclusive. It's out. an exclusive. Yeah. That's, that's, so that's typically how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. But mainly, this is a money power move thing. So they're just, they want a bigger percentage cut out of games that's getting released on these multi-platform things. Especially as we start moving into games as a service more and more yeah. into it. Like it makes more, it, it doesn't make more sense. But if you're Bungie, a company that's working in games as a service, uh, the resources from a company like Sony would be invaluable to you as yeah. a development team. Because you're just you're constantly making money. Constantly making money. They got the infrastructure to do it. It makes a lot of sense if that's what they're going for for like games as a service. Um, The thing about the interesting thing about being like a multi-platform studio with the option to self-publish or an independent subsidiary of Sony is it's going to be that is that we might not necessarily see a change in the development course of Bungie or where they're releasing, but we are going to see a lot of uh, this big branches. Of gaming, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo's kind of doing. Nintendo's doing its own thing. Hasn't Nintendo? That's a con- that's a different market, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a, that's in Japan. Well, that's 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 exactly why I think the gaming industry is so interesting because Nintendo has never competed, in my opinion. Well, I think back in the heyday with like Sega with the GameCube, with the GameCube and the PS2, maybe. But Nintendo has been on its own rhythm for so long that I think they just exist outside of like the market for Xbox and Sony altogether. See, I think there was a cross between Nintendo and Sony. Like, it used to be, well, I mean, obviously, Sony's... Uh, good coffee. Good mint. <laughs> mint coffee. <laughs> Fucking mint. You damn right. <laughs> uh, Sony used to be, you know, it's a, J- a Japanese studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now they've kind of really made a transition into more of the American market. Well, yeah, the the PS, I, I feel like the PS4, sorry, like, the, they've always had a big American presence, starting with the PS2. The PS2 is, like, one of the yeah, biggest sold. sold I think I think to this day the biggest sold console out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I <laughs> maybe I like probably saw maybe like a decline more in Japan for like just hand because the mobile market handheld mo- handhelds and mobile are yeah. such a big market in in foreign countries like that. Yeah, and Sony's been tapping into it with things like the Final Fantasy Battle Royale mobile game. And I'm sure they've got a couple of. Other oh God! If games. you guys have ever watched Japanese commercials, they're so half funny. half of those commercials are for mobile games. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, they they got like six. They got like a My Hero Academia mobile game. They got a Bleach mobile game. They got a Seven Deadly Sins. Dude, I, I, I am almost certain that they have franchise franchises like just for mobile games. Yeah. like there's like lines of these mobile games. It's, it's insane. Absolutely. Uh, but I think it makes more sense for a console mm-hmm. to sell better in the U.S. So maybe that's. You know, that's all speculation, but I think that might be why it's more of 
applicable for Sony to push, you know, the PS4, PS5 here in this here in the states. And also, Sony did a really smart thing when they because they they were dealing a lot of the game library for Sony used to be like like the the, the platformers and the the RPGs and mm-hmm. the JRPGs and all of that. So they made a really smart move by moving into the shooter market into the more American accessible like games God of that they want to do. God of War, making that like you know part right, of yeah. their library. Uh, to accommodate for the audience, I think that they did a really good move there because they they've kind of cornered off a section of themselves. Like Sony is really good at single player experiences. Yeah, uh, and that th- at home movie, yeah. interactive movie. Not to say that no, not I'm not like bashing. That's not bashing. I'm just saying that it's a it's a cinematic experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you Very go to cinematic. Sony when you want to play The Last of Us Two, and then yeah. you go to Xbox when you want to play uh, Call of Duty Shooty. You know, like- I think I think <laughs> well, especially for like the 360 era, yeah. like. Microsoft definitely tapered off like this is where like multiplayers were stuck. I mean, like that that's they brought up multiplayer. Yeah. And I think it's more or less it's it's kind of like congealed or not congealed, but like it's it's shifted it more towards PC now. Not yeah. from Microsoft per se, but multiplayers in general. Well, uh, my, th- that, that's that's a combination the conversation with the Game Pass and everything like that. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say with Sony is like by by acquiring Bungie. And then saying they are a, a studio, independent studio that can self-publish and publish on whatever many platforms they want. And they 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 provide them with resources and they take a cut of the profits for whatever publishing budget. Because I think that exclusivity is a, is a thing that sh- it's not relevant anymore. It's not as relevant anymore. Well, I th- it was definitely like a so the 360 I'll, generation yeah. and all that. I mean, that was what was. They were trying to get consoles in homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was why it was so keen to have an exclusive big, yeah. you know, big title for your, because you're you're trying to sell that game that everyone wants to play, but they can only play it in one place. In one console, and that yep. moves consoles. Today, now things are such a live service that it that's not really how. You, it's not about the consoles anymore. Yeah, and only the real diehard fans are going to be the people that buy a PS5 and an Xbox One S or something like that. Yeah, correct. So now it's more or less who's getting a cut. Yeah. out of that game mm-hmm. because it just makes we're we've shifted more into ever like cross play like cro- the, I think the more cross play shows up mm-hmm. the more it's it's that's just the way it's gonna go now yeah so things are just gonna if your game has multiplayer it's gonna have cross play which it yeah. doesn't matter where you're playing at so, so also, I <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know that so Tate's taking a break he's he's got he's on vacation right now um, but while we were writing this document, he kind of put his own input in the Google document, which is one of the funniest things that I've seen. He did it while we were in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was writing this out and then I came back and just sat down. I'm like, who Tay, wrote on my computer? They had three whole paragraphs about it. Um, but he, he does say something interesting. It's like Tony PlayStation has been hinting and recently, this is Tay's input. PlayStation has been hinting and recently stated to be creating 10 games as a service titles in the future, judging from their recent acquisitions from smaller studios such as Firesprite, Bluepoint, and Nixus. And then in terms of software, uh, Nixus software, Sony appears to be making use of these studios to reduce production line time for future titles, assuming they're expanding ex- ex- existing IPs and creating new ones as well. You get the hint by the Bungie PlayStation blog post. Bungie has experience with the game as a service title. Sony will use that as an advantage for future PlayStation games as a service titles down the road. Uh, Sony's so, actually uh, planning for 2022 to release 10 live service games this year. Yeah, which is pretty. that's a pretty hefty. 
It's almost like one a month. That's pretty ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, that is almost one, one one a month. Yeah, that's insane. Um, but but the the thing is like when the the market is shifting that way, like games as a service, you make an you make a platform for a game, and then you just support the game for five to ten years, and you just make so much fucking money. Yeah. I mean, like Halo already, even with their cosmetic stuff, like they're adjusting the shops and stuff like that. But Halo's already made bank on cosmetics. Yeah. Um, it's I mean it, it's such a smarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a smarter business model yeah just to release a game uh, instead of like getting $60 or $70 out of a game and a lot of players have already shown dislike for the $70 price point change which I mean it was inedible that it was going to come anyway but it makes more sense to release a game completely for free and have them players spend uh, like $300 over the course of two years Yeah, and now you've made that you've made like three, three times, times the money. Yeah. Um, so t- another side note from Terry, this is the last thing that he said. It's like, well, there's more acquisitions to expect in 2022. It seems Sony is doing more deals that are beneficial with actual development compared to Microsoft. Microsoft is buying up IPs and exclusively putting them on their platform, whereas Sony is taking first parties and expanding them. Well, see, I He says that's all speculation, however. Yeah. Um, but go on. I think this is where we see like a... Uh, what okay? <laughs> How do I want to say this? Uh, this is where I think it, it's not necessarily we're gonna see like a lot of. So let's take for Sony for example. Yeah. Like they're more, they're not a huge company like Microsoft. They don't print money like Microsoft because Microsoft is not. So Sony is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's a big company, but their well, games division. I don't think they give as much funding as Microsoft does because Microsoft just prints money left and right because it's they don't make they just make computers which is like one of the yeah. leading computers in the world you know and well, then they make the OS the like, OS right Windows, yeah the the basic one I think that I think that if I were to say you know I'd have to look up numbers to tell for sure but I do mm-hmm. think that Sony and Microsoft are on at least you know a couple of degrees away from each other in terms of monetary standing like whatever resources Microsoft has Sony has just as much resources. They uh, as a company because Sony is involved in sound, TVs, yeah, gaming, uh, movies, movies, all of that shit. So Sony as a company and as an overall umbrella has more of as a, big as Microsoft is. They just got more branches, right? They, it's more of a media. Yeah, it's a thing. media conglomerate. Yeah, right. uh, Sony is a media conglomerate, and Microsoft is more strictly into like software and hardware based uh, type types of product which they're their own markets but for their gaming divisions i think that sony has clearly gained a huge advantage in the market by virtue of the ps5 uh, mm-hmm. and the ps4 sold extremely well xbox dropped the ball when it came to consoles and that's why they in my opinion they started focusing so much on the game pass because they knew that they weren't going to put as many consoles out as sony was right so they said let's put the game pass on pc let's put an xbox put a shit ton of games on it what's a what's a adapt um and which makes sense because PC is you know you're already selling the hardware might as well right. make, might as well make it easy. I mean, put to, or selling the software put two well, cash yeah, cows together. Yeah. So what I do think that this means for and I, I do agree with Tay that Sony is, in fact, taking development from first parties. He's making people that they work with and have relationships for like a good minute, and then they're acquiring those and then using their resources to develop what they want to develop, but letting them do their own thing as well. Yeah. So like that's kind of what I see with with Bungie. They like, okay, we're acquiring you. We're gonna use you to cut down on our development, yeah. um, and we're gonna publish that game under the Sony banner. 
and you still get to keep your projects. So it's kind of like a subcontract. Right. This it's really all all this stuff. So the, stu- the whole Studio Wars stuff. Yeah. It's not necessarily. It's not so glamorous as what you think it is. It's not yeah. like oh they're gonna start releasing exclusives. Or exclusive. It's not it's, that. It's, cut it's and a dry. very boring business decision. Yeah. What they're doing. Essentially, what's happening? It's just percentage takes. Yeah, there, yeah. it's just they're making more money by having a hand on, a like in part of the studio. Mm-hmm. So when that game gets sold somewhere else other than their platform, which they know it will, yeah, they're taking a higher percentage cut than off that. So let's say like, and if point out, uh, if if you're somebody that works in the game industry and has a more like a deeper understanding of what this is, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To sort of run into like what this means, like practically in the game development environment? Because I, I know what it looks like to us, like as a consumer, mm-hmm. what we're going to get out of it. But what does it look like for the developers? What does it look like for the people that are actually working with these companies? Does that change their workflow? Are they getting stifled? Are they getting a good deal out of this? Like, I'm curious about that. I, I really think they're nothing for a developer. For, yeah. like, someone that's just, like, sitting there, like, texturing or modeling, it yeah. probably no, nothing changes. Uh, for boardroom meetings, I don't know if really, like, Microsoft's even want to care if there's a... I don't think they're going to put someone from Microsoft on the board of directors of like some type of the studio or whatever. Yeah. I think they're just going to let them ride it or, do, you know, they're like, just keep doing your thing. You're making these um, like triple A games. We just want a, a price percentage of, you know, this cut. And essentially that's all it comes down to it. I mean, they're just making more money with, you know, acquiring this and they know long-term wise mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, they're going to make a ton of more money if their games are getting released. And that's not, that's not to say, yeah. No, it's definitely not to say that they're not going to have an exclusive somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, I think that trend is going to lead into more like timed exclusives. Time exclusives is a big thing. Yeah. So a year exclusive yeah. that we've seen that before in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do, I do know, um, so Microsoft, they know they're lacking a little bit yeah. in their uh, exclusive department. So they are they are making... Um, crap, what is that game called for from the, dev- uh, the Fallout developers? Um, Bethesda. Bethesda. Bethesda's new game, the Starfield. Starfield. No. Oh. Starfield is going to be an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Okay. So, so essentially, some games like that, they're going to, but not. I don't think it's going to be like crazy. Like, yeah. They're going to like gobble up Spyro and Crash, and then only release on, you know, Microsoft's platforms because I don't think they would sell well either like that either. I think they know they would sell better on a PlayStation. Yeah. But. The twisted thing in that situation is the next crash or spiral that comes out, or whatever, whatever you know, whatever have you. Microsoft is not. Uh, going to Microsoft is actually making more money off of that than you know Sony would. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's kind of kind of evil in that sense. So essentially, this uh, is just one big Yu-Gi-Oh duel, and everybody's just activating trap cards that dip into the other's graveyards. That's yeah. all it is. Oh yeah, this That's is all it is. I'm taking. <laughs> I'm just big dicking you, and I'm taking more research. I'm I'm getting more money out of yeah. your own game than you are. Does it? Uh, and 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 that's the interesting thing when it comes to licensing, because licensing, whoever owns the license, is the person that dictates what happens to the thing. So like, it doesn't really matter if Crash was a Sony game at the beginning. If you own the license, you can do it whatever the fuck you want with it. I don't. I I really don't think they're gonna. I mean, they could. They absolutely yeah. could just have their input in if they wanted to, because they do have a. They own it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they care though. I it's, for me it's not about caring. I just I just think it's it's not going to be as practical to like stick. Like I think the way that Sony is doing it, Sony is acquiring a studio, yeah, and then saying you're going to work for me. We got a lot of projects, and I need a small fraction of your employees to work on that project. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and you know we'll give you funding for all the other shit that you do and like we make money off of you or whatever however that works but i think the way that sony is doing it makes to me a lot more sense than microsoft is doing it because microsoft just bought a big publisher and a big a bunch of other companies that were probably yeah, underneath so. that publisher but sony i think sony is building up a repertoire of developers and development studios that they can then assign projects to mm-hmm. and i think that for me that's a better approach especially if you're doing games as a service well they're, they're say I think Sony is going more in the direction of uh, exclusives. Blue, uh, take Bluepoint for example. Yeah, they just I think they're going to del- they're probably going to start developing a lot of more exclusives for Sony, which that's kind of like always been the Sony route. Yeah, Sony has always had it. Like they got Spider Man, uh, War Horizon. But the thing with the the acquisition with um, Bungie, which is kind of weird, if you take that in consideration. Um, Sony's normally known for publishing exclusives for yeah. their, you know, pushing out consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Destiny 2 is all, it's still going to be multi-plat. They're just going to take a more percentage of that. Now, with the new IP that Bungie is working on, mm-hmm. what is that going to pertain? Well, th- th- that's the thing. We can't really speculate on that until we know more about the IP. The thing, I mean, if, if that's the route they want to take, it could mean that Sony... We could be because if Sony a, if Sony doesn't care about trying to just take it a bigger percentage by doing multi plats, I mean yeah. obviously they're going to get that without with Destiny too. Right. But this new IP, if I'm like if I'm speculating on it, it could mean that they're developing a new IP for Sony. So here's here's the thing, and and here's kind of like where I, I think that Studio Wars absolutely a thing. People are like I feel behind the scenes. What's what's kind of dive into that? Yeah. So I think a lot of what's going on that mm-hmm. we're just not seeing as consumers. Is there is constantly someone from Sony and Microsoft and maybe some other studios, we have no idea, that are just constantly in the offices, boardrooms of these smaller studios and they're trying to work out deals. And I think this is constantly going on right now. I think a lot of stuff has shifted and moved around where they are getting them. And now they're starting to show out. Now, so, like, it's because it's no coincidence that it got shown after two weeks after Microsoft acquired... Activision Blizzard. Act- Activision Blizzard that Sony said that, hey, we have Bungie now. Right. So now it's... I, d- I mean, if you're doing exclusives, that's the only point where it would be like a big deal. So here... here And, and my, my take is that like Studio Wars set up totally a thing. I do think that boardrooms and executives are always bidding and saying like, what's the next big acquisition that we yeah. can make? Um, and whether or not like Xbox is doing a response to Sony and Sony is doing a response to Xbox... Uh, just kind of see who has the biggest dick in the industry. Yeah. Um, it's like, who wants to throw down the most money here? Right. Which I, I totally see that. Or what, what are you w- risking? Are you willing to put in a bunch of cash into one thing? Yeah. And see if it works out, see if it plays out. Right. Um, and while I do see that happening, I do think that like as, as a result of the studio war and as a result of like all this madness that we've been dealing with when it comes to getting a console, I do believe that some facet of the console wars are going to come back. I think that we're going to see a lot of exclusives on Sony's side, at least timed exclusives from Sony's side and time exclusive from, from Xbox's side. That would make a lot of sense for the new IP anyway. Yeah, for, at, least, at least for new IPs. Because let's say, okay, time exclusive makes sense yeah. here because say the new Destiny game is not exclusive. It's just time exclusive. So you get that year you get the whole year of playing of, of that. What would you call it uh, the other week of not missing out? Oh, the the fear of missing out. Fear of, of missing having, out. Not yeah. having FOMO. FOMO. Yeah. So they they create FOMO mm-hmm. with that. 
And FOMO is what buys consoles, like what sells consoles. Yeah, it's, you don't want to miss out that that because that year is a critical. Yeah. The first six months, super critical of like you want to get in because you want to be a part of this zeitgeist of that game. Yeah. Uh, and then after a year, we get released on another console, and right. then you're taking a big percentage of those sales too. Yeah. And that honestly, that would make sense for a Microsoft too to you know to do something to do like that. that. Too. Yeah. Now that's where it kind of causes some stigmatism with. Because now they're holding back a massive okay, studio. Hold on. Let's let's wind back. Cost of some what? Stigmatism. What are you trying to say? Like uh, people are freaking out that because people are scared. What what the issue? No 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 is no. no, no, no. I, I know I know what you're trying to say. What the message you're trying to say? Yeah. The word that you use. Stigmatism is an eye condition. What, an, what am I? What am I supposed to be saying? Astigmatism. Astigmatism. Astigmatism is an eye condition that I have. <laughs> it's like why wait, I wear wait, glasses. Wait. You're. I think you're thinking of the word stigma. 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 Stigmatism. I know what you oh, I see what I'm saying. I see it. Stigma. I just wanted to I just wanted to see if you if you rewind. Really? I think cut. I've heard I swear to God, Ryan. I yeah. like we're getting on a total tan. And this is an like, issue where we gotta stop doing. But like I swear to God, I've heard people say stigmatism. Those people are all, all right, wrong. you know what? You're right, you're right. Yeah. I I think I remember seeing a fucking eye commercial. Yeah, it's a stigmatism because I have stigma. A stigmatism the stigma in. of the, yeah, I see stigma what, yeah. is the negative the negative perception of something. Thank, right, thank that's you. That's what you're, that's what you're going for. Uh, completely lost train of thought there, but I think uh, you're talking I, about what people are afraid of them holding back a. That was like people's issue with them acquiring Activision Blizzard because mm-hmm. it's so many games yeah. under that title that they could hold all those games back yeah. for exclusive. Now, year exclusive that makes sense, mm-hmm. and then people freak out because fo- uh, FOMO. FOMO. I want to call it Fubar. Fubar. Uh, but yeah, FOMO. They people will get freaked out because of FOMO. Yeah, I, I do think that Tay has a really good, solid point. I think Sony is investing into these development studios to have the way that I see it. Sony is just like you publish that thing, you work on that thing, you publish it. We give you the infrastructure to keep games as a service out, and then like we make money off of the games as a service. And if Sony's making ten or fifteen games as a service, uh, you know, by the time the year is out, they're making. They're making, you know, in the next 10 years, they make a bunch of games as a service. They're making a shit ton of money. Yeah. Uh, Especially if we're talking about games that have five to seven year roadmaps, you know, like that's a bunch of support for games. And Sony being a company that's as big can support that infrastructure. They can support that development workflow. Um, And I think that that's that's where I view Sony different than Xbox. Uh, I think Xbox is just grabbing shit and then figuring out what to do with it. And I think that Sony has an intent with who they're purchasing. Because they bought out, who did they buy out? The Spider-Man developers? They bought out the, has God of War always been a first party development? Uh, or is that like a like a third party that got? I think they created an entire new studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, San, Diego, San Diego? San Diego something? San, 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 yeah. Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Santa Monica. And is it Santa Monica Interactive? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Santa Monica Interactive or Santa Monica Studio. Studios, yeah. That's uh, it's completely completely new studio. Yeah. So it's they, a first party by Sony. Yeah. Um. So is is that the same people that did the original God of War? No, I okay. don't think so. So um, I think they had the they had the rights to it, and then they just created this whole new studio to to make it just pretty much a new franchise. To just, to just reboot the franchise. Right. So I I, I think it's interesting cuz like Sony has a bug. No, it's, it's they developed the original one. They did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So they just bought them then. Oh no, I'm sorry. They give me the same fucking I think yeah, I think it's a new right studio. 
Uh, God of War is a 2005 God of War developed by Santa Monica Public. They, they were just published by Sony. Yeah, but now they own them. Right? But now they own them. Yeah. So I think that's what Sony is doing. Sony builds this really great relationships with development studios and publishes their games. And then goes like, dude, we've been working together for like 10 to 15 years. Why don't we just make this official? Right. Um, and will I think you what, be my girlfriend? Will you, <laughs> will you work for the studio? And I think that what, what that does is that that creates an environment where developers and Sony are working together but there's no there's no air of like ownership even though they do own them there's no air of like now sony owns call it i mean microsoft owns call of duty and they own activision blizzard mm -hmm. they own or like overwatch and stuff like that but they had no prior relationship to them yeah past to that point so it's hard to trust it's hard to say well, what i think going i think what it is is they it's not that they're trying to develop an exclusive for their console i think what it is is it's more just business it's yeah. just they want that bigger percentage out of... Because they know... Take Call of Duty, for example. Mm -hmm. That game is going to sell like crazy. Oh, yeah. So they want they want a big piece of that pie. Mm -hmm. That's all this is. It's, it's very boring. Sony is a lot more fun because you're getting exclusive. You're, you know, you're you getting take exclusive a, for stuff that isn't necessarily... Their requirements are... They make more sense, yeah. but... Um, it, it is just about making... At the end of the day, it is just about... Where to throw your money so that you make more of a profit? Back. Right. That's at the end of the day, and it makes sense. Sony, Sony is up in the sales, but you know, PlayStation charges. But I think if Sony had just a bigger wallet, yeah. or they had the more resources to throw right into a studio, I think they would acquire. I think they would acquire just studios randomly. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not because not because Sony is like a better company than Microsoft. Yeah. But because I think they know what works for them. Yeah. I think they know that this formula of like buying out first party or like second party developers and making them first party studios that work under the Sony branch but can still publish independently mm. uh, is ultimately a better environment for development studios. Yeah. It, and it, we can see that because the games that have come out of those deals have been absolutely incredible and they've right. sold extremely well. Like Spider Man, the Spider Man games. Kind of, kind of like take it like this. So Microsoft, cold, hard. Yeah. I'm going to take it. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sony's more like warm welcome come in yeah. sit by down the fire have a little hot cocoa it's like how would you and then they come up to you like, would you like to stay <laughs> would you like to stay you're so comfortable why don't you just stay the night yeah come on that, that's exactly <laughs> in my mind this is exactly how it's going Sony's like Sony's like let's go let's go, let's go. Uh, peasants in the truck in the truck go 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 Sony's like come on yeah come on. Uh, Microsoft is going to Home Depot and getting all the workers <laughs> <laughs> like get in the truck in the yeah, truck let's go let's get, go. get out of here get out of here um, and then that really is, and like, I don't know a lot about the development practices that like Sony Studios are going through versus Microsoft Studios or like Microsoft-owned studios. They could all suck, but the media perception, the public perception really is that Sony is a much more understandable giant in mm -hmm. the game industry. Like it's much more, they have a lot more sympathy for the gamer than Xbox and Microsoft do yeah. for some reason. I don't know what they did right. But I do think that it shows to them, like in their track from acquiring studios, that they have made some incredibly great games under the Sony branch. Mm -hmm. So I'm more willing to trust them with an acquisition like Bungie. Like if Sony bought Activision and Blizzard, I'd just be like, that's a weird move. Why did they do that? Yeah. But when I, when I heard Xbox bought it, it's like it made sense because Xbox is kind of plummeting in terms of sales. Yeah. And, you know, like Call of Duty brands yeah. kind of sticks with like. Especially, well, just from the 360 days, I think more it's shifted towards Sony. Because yeah. they they, Sony had a deal with uh, Activision with Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. It was like the, you got exclusive for years. It was like you got exclusive 
camo skin or something. Yeah, for, yeah, some shit like that. For if you played on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as of right now, I don't think that a lot is going to change in terms of the gaming status. Like the status quo in the industry is not going to change a lot as a result of Sony buying Bungie or Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. But it, I do very, think... Very, uh, I mean, this has been very boring. It's yeah. all numbers and all speculation dry. and all this stuff like that. I really don't think we're going to see too many exclusives. Yeah. I think we're going to see two or three new IPs on either side yeah. that are going to be exclusive. So that's that's the only thing I think people have to worry about. Yeah. It, nothing, no franchise established right now, but new IPs definitely up in the table where, hey, if we do, they could go either direction. They'd be like, hey, do we need this? Do we need this yeah. to be exclusive? Or do we not? Because like, like, the only reason, so th- imagine like this, like you have... Um, you can make a lot of money if you multi-platinum it because it's getting everywhere. You're getting more consumers yeah. out. You're you're opening it up. You're and then you can take profits out of that right. from other studios or from other uh, consoles stuff like that. If you're trying to push something else, like say your console or your live service, then it makes sense. To and you want them all in house. You make it exclusive. Mm-hmm. Okay, bring them in. Bring them in. Microsoft is going to a route where they're not really going to need that because they have it they're more seems like and and microsoft is making it's just business moves for them so let's say like sony is definitely going for the exclusive route yeah Uh, they're trying to just you know so i think we're going to see a lot of new ips and a lot of new exclusives from sony yeah it's just the way it's always been yeah yeah, yeah. microsoft is definitely going to go for a i think microsoft multi-platform yeah super broad reach and then it's just they're going to dip yeah they're just taking and that's why it's boring. <laughs> it's just a boring because it's just I don't think other than like Starfield, but it's just because they have to. Yeah, they yeah. have to because like you need your consoles to still stay alive, yeah. especially when you're talking about ga- like Game Pass something yeah. like that. Where like it makes sense for a Game Pass user to get as many games as they possibly can in the library. You know? Do you think? Uh, here's a wild question: Do you ever think uh, the console for Xbox itself would go away? I don't think so. I don't think so. So the only reason I don't think so is because con- Xbox gaming PCs are expensive. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, the more the more we get along in the years, the cheaper and more efficient they get. That's true. That that is true. But gaming PCs in general are expensive because the moment that you you get into the fact where you have a new architecture to like update a graphics card or makes graphic cards work more efficiently, mm-hmm. the forty ninety comes out. Yeah, like so, every year. The, so it's always the fucking. You're never gonna reach to a point where PC gaming, average PC gaming, to the point where you can build a, a machine that plays like an Xbox in terms of quality and performance. Sure, that's pretty accessible. It's like a thousand dollars. But I do think that there there's a PC gaming is intimidating. Be buying a PC is intimidating. Well, well here's the. Do you imagine this? Mm-hmm. Picture this. <laughs> the the reason I ask that yeah. is this because Game Pass. Is a live service. No. So, I think what in the future, I, this is crazy thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, just imagine Game Pass on everything, though. Because like they, 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 Game Pass they, on Switch, Game Pass on Sony. Yeah, like that. yeah. Just imagine that. And it's not necessarily they're making money from, you know, they want to be the Netflix. They yeah, want to yeah. just be on everything, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And they're like what they've been doing so far. Right. They want to have a super wide reach and the games of service that they're just paying monthly. They're mm-hmm. constantly making money off of it. And then eventually you build up this repertoire of cash because, and then you, you know, you're not um, having to 
invest into studios and stuff you're like you're not that. selling hardware you just gobble up yeah. you're essentially selling licensing. gobble up all these imagine this like yeah. imagine the new call of duty day one on game pass yeah Imagine these brilliant. Well, Rainbow big, Six Extraction made a day one on Game, game Pass. Game one on uh, day one on Game Pass. That's mm-hmm. insane. That's yeah. like if I hadn't. If that's because that's way. That's also a game that was like had it for a bad launch to begin with. Oh God, so, yeah. Like f- f- yeah. make a new goddamn Rainbow Six, Siege, yeah. please. Like, so a- Xbox needs to be careful because like right now Xbox Game Pass has a perception that that's where all the games that don't sell are going. Well, it's easy. Pass. Well. Because it's easier to play them, you're not spending. Gobble $60. them up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you don't like, there's a hunger, hungry wolf. If your leg is broke and yeah. you're sheep, that's that's what's going to happen. Like you're going to gobble up by the yeah. machine. But I'm worried. I worried for Game Pass in that regards because then it gets it, a bad rep. Then it's like it gets a bad rep for the games that are like subpar or had mm. a bad launch gets yeah. sent to Game Pass, and so then you're like the graveyard of bad launches. Sure, sure. But do you make money because people want to play Rainbow Six Extraction and don't want to shell out fifty dollars for it? There yes. You go. Absolutely. Um, but when you got the brand new Call of Duty, that, yeah. you know, that is pretty, let's say, pretty. Good. let's say it's Modern Warfare 2 and it's probably going to be a good game. Yeah. And that's day one on Game Pass. You're more likely to buy Holy shit. I yeah. like, give me, sign me up. A $15 a month. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me. It play. makes more, it, I mean, bang for your buck double Christmas. Definitely. <laughs> I was like, it's I was one like, of my favorite things yeah, that you've ever said. Yeah, I love how it's just a, it's like a reoccurring <laughs> yeah. thing too. So I, I can use it anywhere. No, but but I think you're right. I think they're entirely different business philosophies. I think Sony's keeping a little bit more of the traditional outlook. I think Xbox is is reaching a little bit more broadly. Yeah, th- and, and essentially, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. So we're gonna see. I just to reiterate, I think we're gonna see a lot more exclusives from Sony. Yeah. Obviously, that's the way it's always been. And then Microsoft, we're just gonna see. We're gonna see a lot of stuff come to Game Pass. But necessarily, we're not going to see a lot of new IPs because they don't necessarily need to do it. They don't necessarily have them. And, yeah. and then they have so many because people under them. Because if you can put just a multiplayer game, a brand new multiplayer game on Game Pass for $15 a month, mm-hmm. and then Sony's over there selling it for $70 to play yeah. one game. It makes a good argument to either get it on PC or get it on fucking Xbox. Exactly. Yeah. And you can play two different places. I mean, it makes... But to, to go back to the main topic and everything, mm-hmm. I think these... Studio acquisitions, mm-hmm. I think we're. This is definitely not going to be the last of it. I think we're. we're I think see there's a shit ton of them there, in the next I, two years. If I had a guess, and I have no idea because mm. I'm not, I don't have my feet d- dunk in this water. But right. if I had a guess, they are going ham on these studios right now, trying to gobble them up. Yeah, and that's why I say that. I think there is a secret war we obviously don't see. Oh, absolutely. Until years later, but there's definitely constantly every day. They got to be like probably trying to well, do this. Sony's in a position because all of the studios and brands that Xbox acquired during the Activision uh, acquisition are now brands that Sony's going to have a lot harder time working with if they wanted to work with them. Ooh, that's a good point. So if Sony's buying, oh shit, let me buy a studio that had a relationship with Xbox in the past and has failed to keep that relationship with them, let me gobble them up so that they don't have access to that platform. Yeah. Or they don't have access to that, you know, that piece of content uh and sony that, okay, something like so, that makes sense so like i feel like sony we're gonna see a lot of acquisitions from sony where they're gonna acquire studios but i think that that could potentially be in response to not letting xbox get access to those brands and publishers yeah. and development and i know this is gonna piss off as Tay. ownership this is definitely <laughs> gonna piss off because i feel like sony's more or less they're more prone they're what it seems like it's they're gonna lock they're going for lockouts yeah, just like it's like, like hey, this is no, this is ours. This yeah. is 
they're going to exclusively develop for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony is more or less is infecting. They're using poison counters, man. They're like, <laughs> I like, yeah, that game's going to be on your on your consoles, mm-hmm. but we're making way more money off of that than yeah. you, you're ever going to see. Mm-hmm. And essentially, that's I mean, that's that's pretty much what we're seeing right now. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think in the future? What do you think? You who else do you think you're we're gonna well, see? Maybe we're, we're gonna see the, gaming is starting to head into the direction of like Netflix streaming and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, where digital access to these games is getting more widespread and streaming is being more and more feasible for all these properties. Two big, I think two big things we are gonna see. Yeah, definitely live service games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, game, game, uh, games as a live service is absolutely the standard right now. Yeah, that's absolutely. The you're making so much more money if you release that game for free. Yeah. Yeah. Was like when I see a game for free, I'm like, oh, I know that this is fuck this me. is a lot more money if yeah. they just release this as. And the thing $70. is that it fucking works. It fucking. Oh works. yeah, it because every time I launch Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duels, I think about dropping thirty dollars in fucking gems every time I open it. Yeah, never do it, but every time I open it, it's just like today might be the day. Today let me let me let me yeah. side note. Let me <laughs> sidebar you real quick. Don't do it. No, nah, no. Nah. I fucking did. Did you? Yeah, and it, it's like. Thirty or three thousand gems yeah. is definitely not it's worth like, it. It's like 30 you can because I've already made back fifty thousand gems from just playing through the battle pass or whatever yeah. they have. It's not don't do not dude. You're getting ripped off. So no, much no, absolutely. And that's why I haven't done it because I, I duel ten times and I make you know like I do like I, I made like twenty duels. Yeah, and they're like five turns each because my deck is kind of kicking ass right now. Yeah, and I get a thousand gems. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, to uh, say I, I think that that Studio Wars. Are absolutely a thing. I don't think that they're, you know, they're not going to be as exciting as like the console wars were. No. They're not going to be as exciting because we're getting to the point where like Xbox and Sony are so synonymous with gaming that it's just like, yeah, it's gaming. Mm -hmm. And like everything has, back in the day, it used to be so much harder to port a game from PlayStation 1 to Nintendo 64 or PlayStation 1 to like the Sega or shit like that. Yeah. They used to be completely different development workflows for each of which, the consoles. Which built the foundation we kind of know yeah. now. But now we're in a weird shifting transition. Half of this shit is made with Unreal. Yeah. Like, you know? And it can just be streamed through your yeah. console. Yeah. It doesn't have to... It can other be than made, some controls? I have no idea. I have no idea how to develop the, Really, uh, you have to optimize for the hardware, of course. Like, mm-hmm. you have to optimize for, like, the... The, the, the DualSense. The like dual sense, the hard drive specifications, the RAM specifications. That's the thing that kind of sucks, though, uh, that you really don't get a full potential out of a game because if it's not exclusive. It de- well, it depends on the developer if they want to take the extra time to develop for those features. Well, if you're making, like, say, if you want to use all the benefits out of the DualSense, which is yeah. DualSense amazing controller. Yeah, I love that controller. Uh, I can't play Halo on the Xbox controller anymore. Really? Can't play Halo Damn. on the controller. I have to do I have to do the dual sense. But you gotta play a dual sense on a PS5. Oh, it's great. That's holy yeah, shit. That's amazing. Phenomenal. Uh yeah, you just don't um you get the most out of like exclusive yeah. when you're doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So and, and and I are we gonna be are we gonna be seeing a lot of changes as like big as the console watch? Absolutely not. This is all going to be just who has access to what. How do they have access to it? And then how do these publishers make money off of it? That's really where this conversation kind of leads. Um, I do see a lot of IPs coming from Sony as games as a service uh, because they've hired a lot of developers that have experiences with games as a service. Mm-hmm. Um, but- I know Tay would be remiss that we don't uh, like say something about Amazon and Google. I, I, cause he, I fucking- he, cause he wants, I know he yeah. says Microsoft is trying to compete with them. Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I think Microsoft is, 
is making the environment where Amazon and Google are going to compete in. I think, think Xbox so? is creating that environment. Like put Game Pass on. Whatever. Yeah. But I just don't think. But like, I think that is Amazon Prime Gaming and Google Stadium. No one uses that shit. And I, it never works out either. Yeah. They, they don't because the infrastructure just isn't there yet. And you don't have do years and years and years of stabilization. But I like, think it's going to happen is that Amazon is going to buy. Is going to pay Xbox a fee to include. Now, fucking, now I will say this, Brian. Yeah. Uh just to finish up here mm-hmm. and to put in some scary thoughts in your mind, this might take a whole fucking turn. Yeah. If we ever see, let's say, um, Amazon buys Rockstar. Yeah. If we ever see when one of these other conglomerates buy up something that's big, like yeah. like what Microsoft is doing, and then they get them to develop exclusively exclusively for- through that, we might see. We might be. Seeing some crazy shit go off yeah. when you see a new like a big IP like that get gobbled up and then, or like a a big company like that get gobbled up and then release an IP under some crazy ass like n- you know shitty company, mm-hmm. we might be in for some uh, hard times. Yeah, it might be down bad. Because I'd hate to see Google and uh, Amazon start trying to gobble up. Smaller studios. I think necessarily right now it's because Microsoft and Sony are so big. Yeah. Necessarily, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, well, because you're going to play it. Yeah. Because you're going to play it. As, as a consumer, you're going to play it. Right. Way. I think w- what the studios wars, studio wars we got to worry about, honestly, now that I think of it, is these other companies. Yeah. They don't, they're the ones that like... Especially Amazon because lo- they got a shit ton of money. Right. If Amazon starts locking out yeah. Fallout... Or like, I'm just an example. I know they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already for Xbox, but let's say, or just the you know Skyrim. What, what if it had been Amazon that bought Activision? We holy shit! Yeah. And they're and dude, if they only developed under their studio, that would be such a game changing. That yeah. earthquake shattering. <laughs> that would that would change their entire platform. Yeah, because people because people players would have to make a choice to jump to this weird shitty thing yeah. if it wasn't in- infrastructure properly it's very anti-consumerist super sure. yeah sure. holy crap um but, i don't but I that's do, that's, that's a scary thing industry. yeah this is a, like mainstream gaming and we're talking about triple a titles or triple a titles that are games as service it's just you know we're verging on the point of being anti-consumer we're like xbox is owning all of these people sony's owning all of these other people you're gonna miss out on games based on who owns the games you know instead of them being like a more open platform like pc is that's just the name. That's just the, the 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 name of the game, I think for for gaming in general, like AAA titles. What I'm worried about is that I hope that this doesn't change a lot of the the independent studios. You know, like like people that are making indie games, small studios coming up, because that scene that's an entirely different subsection of gaming that exists pretty much on its own and mostly on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Steam is built a lot. I mean, it's probably got to be a lot of their sales is. It is because you always see like a two dollar game. You're like, oh, I'll try it. It is. It is a like uh, games. Like, I actually, I've been playing them on on PlayStation with my girlfriend. But playing uh, what? uh, A lot of those little indie games. uh, So out of space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Stuff like that. Mm. Like these, like uh, Overcooked. um, I love those. Those are like well, maybe not Overcooked, but Out of Space is definitely like a PC game. Yeah. That That's it's like a important. cute, like $5 PC game that nice. it's just fun multiplayer yeah. stuff. So that's when Sony and Microsoft start affecting those games, start affecting those studios, I'll be a little worried. 
Because they could buy those. Because they can buy those and then force them to develop for things that are not going to be those those games. Mm. Um, stuff like that. So uh, are we going to see a difference in the next year? Nah. Are we going to see a difference in the next five years? Probably. Probably, yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot more, more uh, acquisitions. I think to wrap it up, Sony buying Bungie is not earth-shattering. No, but, but it is that is that is a very telling sign yeah. that some there's stuff something going, going on behind the scenes that's going to change the industry right. in the next five to ten years. Um, but uh, is it for the better? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Um, are we going to see a lot more games as a service? Absolutely. We're. I feel like we're in such a transition moment, mm-hmm. and we're not. We've not st- stabilized everything yet. Yeah. So we're just going to see a lot of stuff get moved around yeah. in the next co- coming years. That's and uh, hopefully, we have some good games out of it. Yeah. And hopefully it's not, I just don't want to get locked out. Yeah. That's no, true. I want to experience everything. Did so. Elden Ring come out yet? End of the month. Cool. Are you going to play that? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm I gonna, have such a gripe with those games. Yeah, I'll play it if, if you invite me to your house and you buy it. Dude, I'll, I'll play it. I, I buy them because yeah. the world, I love the world. <laughs> the environment is so good. But dude, I get, it's so, I don't have, I'm, I'm a grown man. I do not have the time. Don't to have the like, time to sing 40 hours I don't have the time and patience to, to sink it into <laughs> it. I could if I wanted to, yeah. but I gotta, you know, I gotta wash dishes. I gotta make fucking dinner. Make do laundry. laundry. You gotta go to work at 6 a.m. That's so It's funny. just not, it's just not like, I'm sorry. It's not but feasible. I wanna play, I play too many games to sink it all into one game like that. That makes sense. But I think we can wrap it up here. Yeah. Uh, Tell us your thoughts on what you think is going to happen in the comments. Uh, yeah, I would love below. to know your guys' opinion um, in the... If you, you happen to be a game developer or an employee of a game developing studio or just know a lot about game development in general, Please. we'd love to have you on the show so we can talk about what this means with someone that actually knows the industry from the inside. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. So if you're one of those people, fucking hit us up. Dude, a CG, getting a CEO in here, that'd be yeah. crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. I'd love to see it. Um... That being said, uh, so that's it for today's topic. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Brian, no, at Brian Richie, and on Twitch at Brian Browning. Wow. Uh, you can find me at, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at uh, cyber underscore calamity and you can find me on Twitch uh, at cyber calamity. Sick. And, uh, uh, so by the time that this comes out, this will have already happened where we have a Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duels tournament yeah. coming up today. Uh, so... Congratulations to whoever won the King of Games title on the Drunken Ship channel. Uh, shout out to you. Yes. Yeah. I hope it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, it's me. Yeah, you're going to get your ass beat. I hope you break. Dude, I I, uh, I kind of want to... This would have been mean, yeah. but I, for the winner, obviously, they're going to get re-nicknamed on the Discord as yeah. King of Games for a whole month. I did consider like putting someone, whoever came in dead last, <laughs> the King, of, the King the of Lames. <laughs> But that kind of, that's kind of bullying a little bit, but that would be bullying. funny. It would be funny. I'd hate someone. Tell you what, if I come last, you can absolutely nickname me the king. Hell yeah. Wins. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, before I stop recording, you had a story that I don't think you can Oh, tell. no, the banana story. You yeah, okay, yeah, I'll tell it real tell quick. It? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before we uh, wrap up the podcast, <laughs> I, do, I do have a very funny story. If you made it to this far, congratulations. You, yeah. You're going to get a very funny story out of me. So I've been <laughs> eating. So I bought a rack of bananas. <laughs> Yeah. That's a funny way to start saying it. I bought a rack, a rack of bananas. bananas. <laughs> it's not called a rack of bananas, right? It's a hand of bananas. A hand banana. I bought a big rack of it. I like a rack of bananas way better. Yeah, That's, me too. I'll take it. Could you imagine ribs, but it's all bananas? <laughs> I like how we had the serious. Yeah. And now we're getting the now goof. Now we're goofy. We goofing. Uh, so I bought a rack of bananas. Yeah. 
And uh, I've been eating them every morning before I go to work because <laughs> yeah. I just don't have time to eat like a whole breakfast. I'm like, you know, get a good potassium and everything. Uh, so what I've been doing you know, is the like- the thing you need to get a good start going right. through your day, so, potassium. Oh, by the way, dude, I'm in, yeah. I'm in a healthy heaven right now. Oh, really? I had a banana and green juice on the way here. Ooh. Dude, I'm so, my body is like <laughs> lifted up. You anyway, might as well lift, live in LA now. Dude, I could get shot and still live. <laughs> green juice is leak out of my body. A whole like whole veggie just come out. Uh, I was eating banana, so I like just start. I just eat a banana on the way yeah. down to my car. Mm-hmm. And the time I'm in, I sit down in my car. Banana's gone. Yeah. So then I'm left with a pill, thing. right? Yeah. yeah. And it's not illegal to throw out, uh, to throw, you know, to throw away a pill. Yeah. It, yeah it's because it's bio- biodegradable. Yeah. So you wouldn't get a ticket or anything for littering a banana pill or yeah. apple core or whatever orange. Um. So what I've been doing, I've been throwing them out my window. <laughs> I just been like, like while you're I, so while I'm driving, I'll just roll down my window and throw it out. So the first morning I did this, it's 6 a.m. Yeah. Or no, it's like 5.30. God damn. It's 5.30 in the morning. It's dark. Yeah. I can't see nothing. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i driving down the road. And I'm like, I gotta get rid of this. I'm like, I can just throw it out the window. So I roll down my window and I'm like driving like this and I do this. Yeah. And I miss. <laughs> I miss. I'm like, Damn. <laughs> It's still in my. It's, I'm like I heard a thump, and it's still in my. It's still in my car, and I'm like, all right, I picked it up, and I'm like, and I and I go to throw it again, yeah. and I fucking miss again. You missed again. I missed again. How big is it? Are I, you looking at the window? Do you have the window open Ron, the whole way? Ron, what the fuck's going on here? I feel like this is Ron, a simple operation. I roll down the wrong window. You fucking. <laughs> I roll down my back window, and it was throwing it. I threw a banana twice, as hard as I can. At my oh my closed window, dude. It was thumping off the glass. That's why I was missing. <laughs> I felt such a big idiot, dude. I was like, oh Jesus Christ. You know what's funny? Is that I know for a fact that when you threw that banana, it didn't like hit on just the yellow side. Like some of the inside of the banana got on. Oh, the it window. had my window's actually clean, surprisingly. <laughs> That's so funny. But dude. Imagine me driving like early in the morning and I was like, I was really gripping that thing and I'm like, I'm going to throw this thing far and just throwing it as hard as you can. And it's right there, but I'm not looking. I'm not seeing it hit the glass because I'm trying to get my eyes on the road. I'm trying to throw it while I'm driving. And I just hit, I'm like, crap, I'm like, how did I miss that? And then I go to again. When I hit the second time, I was like, I something. Know. I was like, I really like looked my, oh, I'm like, holy shit. Because I could hear the wind. I, I could hear it. So it was down. It was coming from the wrong window. I hit is, the wrong That window. is the funniest goddamn thing I've I was heard. so angry. Thank you so much for telling that story. I'm glad that was worth that. worth the extra five minutes. <laughs> you imbecile. <laughs> Dude, I was like, this is the mo- got to be one of the lowest points. I'm so glad no one's here to watch me do this. It's funny because I just imagined you like putting some fucking heft. Dude, I did. Because <laughs> I was like, like gung. I was, I was, I was like, because a banana doesn't weigh nothing, so you get a real good fling out of that thing. And dude, it's, it's this spade. It's like this much, and I'm throwing it as hard as I can at, at just a. So you throwing it on your driver's side or the passenger side? The passenger. I was trying to throw out my so passenger. You're slinging it across the. Car. Yeah, I was doing this. I was like slinging it across my passenger side window. <laughs> Because it was on my driver's side, it would imme- I would immediately know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was trying to do it at my passenger side. When- <clears throat> I was like, crap, I'm in. I was like, it's so funny. 
that the, wor- is, the worst part is yeah? I did it twice. Yeah, that's it. Because I feel like you would look after the first time. Yeah. But did you like just grab the banana? And yeah, I was like, it? I was like, shit, I must have. Like, I must have did this. Or I thought it was hitting like the side. The side of the door. Or yeah, yeah. Like I was yeah. like, I must have not threw it straight. Or God bless you. That's so funny. That's so funny. I was like, uh, my first thought was like, how the hell did I miss? <laughs> Thank you. Thank guys you guys for, for staying watching. around for that story. You, you guys out. I will see you next week. Bye.